Taking a record of the hearts and minds of the American people, it's the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Second hour of American Journal is on. We got uh, some more videos to show you here. In fact, I want to go to a video of uh, Owen Schroyer. Owen yesterday, clip 18, went on a little rant that I wanted to expand on because it's a point that I, I've been wanting to make as well. I just keep, keep forgetting to do it. Uh, so let's just go to Owen uh, Schroyer, clip 18. Here's him yesterday on The War Room, and then I'll, I'll expand on what he's saying because he's exactly right. Let's watch. And, 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 and we're funding that. It's disgusting. How many dead Ukrainians for this war? 100,000? But see, there's plenty of money for Ukraine. There's plenty of money for Israel. There's plenty of money for the illegal immigrants. But the American people are suffering financially. And so, so see, that's like the ultimate frustration, though, is that we, we in America, and Tucker Carlson talks about this all the time, we in America could be living like kings beyond even what we have now. We don't have to have subways where you get mugged that are falling apart and smell like shit. We could have state-of-the-art subways. I mean, we could have maglev technology. We could have the best airports. We could have the best infrastructure, new bridges, new skylines, new railways. I mean, think about, okay, $200 billion one year, and that's, and that's being con conservative. $200 billion in one year that we'll give to Ukraine, Israel, and illegal immigrants. Boy, what could we do with that money here? They build a football stadium. I believe the most expensive stadium ever built was the one in Las Vegas that they just had the Super Bowl in. It was like $1.2 billion or something. Guys, guys, find out how much that Allegiant Stadium in, in Las Vegas costs. Awesome facility. Great. They had a Super Bowl there. Big concerts tour there. It's like a billion dollars. 1.9, okay, 1.9 billion. Imagine, so you could build how many of those with $200 billion? You could build 100 of those. I'm not saying we need 100 football stadiums. The point is that we could have the best airports. We could have the best subways. We could have the best trains. We could have the best infrastructure. We could have the best everything. We, the American people that built it. But no, our money, our treasure, our future all gets given away to Ukraine and Israel and illegal immigrants. And we sit here in these slums looking at our bank accounts sitting at zero. And I'm sick and damn tired of it. So, yeah, very powerful uh, rant from Owen. He's, he's exactly right. And it's how I feel as well. It's also how Trump feels. This is why, you know, people get suspicious. They're like, Trump wants to build cities. He's the World Economic Forum 15 minutes. Like, no, it's about not accepting the decline. It's about re rejecting and refusing to go along with the idea that what's happening in America is somehow inevitable, that while China and Dubai and Moscow become these technologically advanced, clean, incredible cities, America is just stuck in some sort of inevitable backslide into chaos and misery and filth. It's not necessary. It's not anything we... we have to accept or anything that we are incapable of reversing these are choices being made by our leadership on purpose and i imagine i'm not sure but i think that was in response to what tucker carlson was saying after all tucker carlson in the uh, world government summit was talking about the city of moscow how much nicer it is than any city in america comparing the new york subway to the moscow subway and just what a what a shocking comparison that is 
And somebody responded to this, A.G. Hamilton 29 responded to this on Twitter saying, the level of ignorance here is really something. Large portions of Russia still don't have indoor plumbing. They fixed up a few cities to serve the oligarchs that have, through theft and corruption, bled the rest of the country and all of its resources dry. But that's not something for America to want to emulate. <clears throat> have you been to small town America, A.G.? Have you seen what it's like outside of the cities? Have you ventured out of your metropolis? For any extended period of time, it's misery, chaos, filth, ugliness. American cities have been destroyed. They have been eviscerated by theft and corruption, or what they call offshoring and ESG, whatever they call it. The same thing happens. So not only do we have horrible small-town rural communities that are destroyed just like Russia, but our cities aren't even nice because of it. At least Russia gets nice cities out of it. Our cities are worse than the small towns at this point. So what are we getting? Nothing. We get nothing as the American people. Gunther in Tennessee. Thanks for calling, Gunther. Hey, Alex. First time caller. Real quick, wanted to plug your foundational energy. Uh, just started taking that. And, uh, boy, three pills, the uh, recommended dose. I was bouncing off the walls. But uh, I, I tell you, foundational is the right name for that product because... I'll cut down to one. Uh, it's, it's like you have a baseline of energy that you were missing before that you got back. So Well, I'm you glad you mentioned that because it's methylfolate, the breakdown of folic acid, and a lot of people, particularly Europeans, don't absorb all of the folic acid. So it's not a stimulant. It's a totally natural thing that boosts energy that's foundational. And, and was I lying to you or, or did it not work? No, it, it was top-notch. And I was, I was actually taking Red Pill Plus before, and that's got a little folic acid in it. I think there was a little build-up from this, but the energy from this was no jitters. I mean, it's top-notch. It's a great product. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, no, folic acid's great and it's in real Red Pill, but some can't Absolutely. break it down. This is the breakdown of it. That's exactly it. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this Valentine's Day broadcast of the American Journal, Infowars.com, band.video. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. Very happy to welcome my guest, Brianna Morello, host of the Brianna Morello Show. She is a former Fox News, Newsmax, local news, and MLB producer after Fox Corp threatened to put Brianna on leave for uh, on unpaid leave for not getting the COVID jab. She left the corporate media and made her way into independent journalism. You can find the Brianna Morello show on Rumble, and you can also find her on X at Brianna Morello. Thank you so much for joining us, Brianna. Thank you, Harrison. I appreciate it. Well, my pleasure. And uh, boy, is there a lot to talk about today. I understand you live... Uh, somewhat close to where this event happened. We talked about it in the first segment of today's show during the Daily Dispatch. But a man has been arrested for vandalizing the road by driving on it. He vandalized <laughs> the South Florida LGBTQ pride mural, aka the rainbow crosswalk. He drove on it. How dare he? How dare he? It's a what hate crime this? in Florida, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> a felony. He's, he's been charged with a felony, felony criminal mischief. Yeah, it's it's laughable, but it's not right. So ultimately what happened here is you have an individual who may have intentionally driven over an intersection and like through it just doesn't make any sense. I was actually just there yesterday and I was walking my dog. I have a little Pomeranian. And so he's a little bit older. And as we were crossing, he decided to stop and take a 
go to the bathroom right in the middle of the intersection. I had to drag him away because I was afraid he was going to be charged next with a hate crime. <laughs> right. Uh, but he obviously gets that from his mother. So ultimately, <laughs> his instincts are right. It was very strange in itself, though, because when you look at the photo, I posted a photo on Twitter what the aftermath of everything looks like. It's literally a tire mark. And if you see this area, it's glossy. So every time a car who's completely stopped hits the gas, you do hear like this skidding on the road. So ultimately, I wouldn't say this is anything that's worth prosecuting. But it's just sad that it's happening here in Florida. Listen, this is a political symbol, and I don't understand why we have to sit here and keep looking at this. You you want to have whatever sex you want to have. Congratulations. We don't need to see this on our streets. We don't need to use taxpayer money to fund to build a mural so that we could all sit here and have to celebrate with you. It's just it's strange from the very beginning. But this is actually the second person who has been charged with this crime. Both individuals actually are individuals with pickup trucks. And right. so I'm starting to notice a little a little pattern here. I don't know if it's intentional, but to prove that he intentionally did that is is extremely difficult to do. But we haven't heard the governor say anything. It's been over 12, 24 hours now since these charges were filed. Well, you know, driving driving over it alone, you know, we can't really say whether, you know, what he meant. But the fact is he he gave himself up. You know, just he provided all the evidence they need. He had an American flag in the back of his pickup truck. So I think that's what really did him in. Uh, he not only burned out on the LGBTQ crosswalk, he did it with an American flag in the back of his truck. So clearly he's a Nazi and has to be punished for it. I mean, I mean, this is we live in a theocracy, don't we? I mean, this is be punish, punishment for blasphemy uh, against the state religion, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. It is. And, you know, this wouldn't happen. Right. We've seen all across blue cities. We see individuals actually burning the American flag and they're never charged with any crimes, of course. But you have an individual who may or may have not accidentally slipped on a BLM. I'm sorry, on a uh, LGBTQ flag while he was driving and, and he's being charged. It's it again. It's it's strange, especially for my area. So ultimately, yeah, our city is Democrat, but we are pretty moderate. So it's strange when things like this do take place because we aren't that far left here. It's the reason why I live here still. Uh, if we were right. far left, like my old uh, friends over in New York City, I wouldn't be here anymore. It's just it's it's very strange that they have chosen this battle with this individual to go after him and prosecute him because there's so many things here that we could kind of fix and we could kind of go after and, and try to you know fix. But this is where we're putting our resources and everyone's quiet on the issue. You know, Anthony Sabatini, a former lawmaker here in Florida, is calling for this gentleman to have all charges dropped, and he's calling on the governor to, to jump in and, and do something about it. But he's the only politician or former politician who's really jumping in and, and trying to defend this young man. So it's unfortunate because he's 19 years old, so they're going to try to ruin his life over this, and it's yeah. just unwarranted. Yeah, yeah, Anthony Sabatini, a uh, friend of the show, uh, actually. And it's not the first time this has happened. You're exactly right. I mean, they spent a week investigating this, by the way. Law enforcement spent a week of resources to track down this this wanted criminal who I'm sure, like, didn't even think he did anything bad, right? I'm, I'm sure there's just he's a 19-year-old kid. He's probably like, oh, I'm going to do a burnout. This will be funny. He goes on with his life un without him knowing for a week you've got CSI, you know, zoom in, enhance, like finding his license plate, tracking down cameras like there's people getting mugged and robbed and raped and all that gets put yeah. to the side while they track down this thought criminal. It's not the first time this has happened. Uh, Raw Nationalist posted this on uh, Twitter. A man was sentenced to 15 years in prison for burning an LGBTQ flag. Of course, uh, the man who beheaded the satanic display was charged with a hate crime for dismantling that. And as you point out, Black Lives Matter, not only 
are, do they get away with like burning down libraries and historic churches? They're actually paid in some cities $20,000 checks. New York City was cutting twenty dollars to $30,000 checks uh, in compensation for the rioters that burned buildings and broke windows and smashed cars. So, I mean, what is it? I mean, it's an arco tyranny, but like, I'm so, it's so crazy now. I don't even know how to confront it. What do we, what do we do here, Brianna? I don't even know. And, and just to put it into perspective for our audience too, is here in Palm Beach County, because that's where this took place, we, we do have homeless people in our area. And it's sad. There's a woman, I actually pass her every day and she sleeps in the bushes. And so that's somebody who I would like to see us help and us put our resources towards, not towards investigating things like this and treating them as crimes. So it's not a crime at all. Uh, we, we live in a Ask backward society. There's no other way to, to say it. You know, you're you're citing New York for an example. The New York AG actually helped those BLM terrorists get their settlement checks. Right. So what she did is she actually investigated the NYPD and ruled that they were too rough on these protesters. Protesters, I say loosely, mm-hmm. uh, and that they shouldn't have been handcuffed and abused by the NYPD. And as a result, they're now being assaulted by East Palestine or Palestine, sorry, protesters now in in New York City. And so the NYPD can't do anything about that either. And so we just live in this world where you can't really question the left. You can't push back on any of their beliefs or any of the things that they say we have to kind of abide by. And you have to comply with them unless you want to have your entire life ruined. And sadly, this 19-year-old is about to suffer the consequences of that unless, you know, we get our governor and our state AG to step in, who are, reminder, both supposedly conservatives. Uh, They should be stepping in at this point and saying this is ridiculous and, and put an end to this. But- uh, they've allowed a lot to slide by here in Florida. You know, we have the most J6 defendants, and we have not heard right. yet from Ashley Moody's office, our AJ, or Ron DeSantis. Both of them feel like there's not much that they can do legally, and that's garbage because the left doesn't do that type of nonsense. They know how to engage in lawfare, and sadly, our members, our elected officials, don't want to get their hands dirty in it either, and they want to just bow out of it and pretend like they don't see anything. But I've brought it to their attention several times and they just continue to ignore it. And so sadly for this young man, I think they're going to do the same here. Yeah, I, I definitely think they are. And you know, you're exactly right. Everything you're saying is exactly right. And of course, I mean, everything is backwards. Everything is inverted. Everything is, is corrupted, you know, down to, to the smallest level. Uh, and of course, you know, we, I mean, we can get into, we can get into all of, all of this stuff, but when it comes to what the federal government is doing, some of the revelations today, FOIA document reveals secret 2020 election meeting with the, uh, secu- uh cybersecurity infrastructure agency, Dominion, ESNS, ERIK, FBI, leftist organizations, state officials, and others. Uh, this one recently published some some documents proving this is happening. You also have the CIA and foreign intelligence agencies illegally targeting 26 Trump associates before the 2016 Russia collusion claims. I mean, when you really compile all of this together, the level of tyranny and despotism that's going on out of our government, it really, to me, puts a fire under me. Like, it, it really underscores the urgency that we have to have to confront this multifaceted tyranny coming down on us. Again, I just I I'm just hoping somebody out there knows what the heck we can do to to combat this. How do you do how do you do anything when we know this happens? We have the evidence that it goes on and yet nobody's punished and it'll just happen again next time. I mean, how do we break this cycle? 
Yeah, that's the problem, right? It's just going to keep happening because nobody's punished, like you just said. You got to get people who want to engage in lawfare, and that's ultimately where we're at now. So until they on the left have to feel the burden of all of this and, and kind of feel the pain of all of this, that's the only way this ends. But we right. don't have anyone who's really willing to do so. That's why you see the the Department of Justice going after all of these individuals. We'll, we'll, we'll start off actually with Dominion. So you mentioned Dominion's name, right? So Dominion obviously filed those defamation lawsuits against mediality that covered the Rudy Giuliani uh, press conference right. and went after them for millions and millions of dollars, as your audience already knows. The ultimate goal there was just to silence people, was to get them to not speak out about the voting machines. And right. they succeeded because everyone was was paralyzed in fear to go out there and speak about it. And so we never got any investigations. We never, those who did try to investigate it or do, express some level of interest, you know, I've spoken to a former FBI agent who wanted to, back in 2020, investigate the claims of election fraud that were coming into the FBI. And he was actually forced out of the bureau and forced into early retirement, meaning he was fired mm. and pretty much told that if he comes forward, they will come after him. And so he is paralyzed by fear and he can't come out and talk about it. This is all about putting fear into people's hearts. So we're about to step into another election cycle, and this is why these stories are so prevalent. Uh, we have people right now who are lawyers, for example, who tried their best to prove that there was election fraud in the 2020 election. And what happens? Well, they are being sued. They are being uh, held in criminal court. They are going to be people like Rudy Giuliani might end up spending the rest of their lives in prison for defending their clients. And so what that does, again, to the argument of instilling fear into people's hearts is it sends a message to any attorney. If you guys want to start representing clients like this and start representing them in election fraud cases, we will come after you and we will take you down. And so, you know, we sit here and we say, you know, I hope Trump wins in 2024, but the odds are truly against him and not based on just if he were to have the election tomorrow, the American people would vote for him. I truly believe that. But then it's all of these, these Intel community people who are kind of working aggressively hard to shut it down and, and to go after him. We keep seeing it time and time again, and it's sad because even when he was in the White House, what was done to kind of prevent this from happening again and again? I don't think much was kind of done to make sure this wasn't going to happen. And, and so accountability, it's not going to come anymore. We've kind of, I feel like we've passed that moment. I don't think that these people fear much, and I don't think there's much that's going to be done to hold anyone from 2026, uh, 2016, sorry, to 2020 accountable. Right. So I'm kind of... I don't know. I'm kind of pessimistic in all of this, and I don't really have any sense of optimism that something will come of it. <laughs> it <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, it's it's hard not to be blackpilled. I mean, and you just, you know, if you just let your mind run, you think about, all right, all the people, the, the Hunter Biden laptop story that they wrote, nobody got punished for that. COVID-19 was a mass murder program with the vaccine scam. I mean, nobody's been held to account for that. I mean, the, the best we can hope for is that maybe, maybe they get threatened with impeachment. Maybe they get threatened with being fired or removed from their position. There's like thousands of people that should be in jail for the rest of their lives for what they've done to the Constitution and, and our entire uh, you know, structure. But as you point out, people on the right don't know how to engage, whether it's lawfare or political warfare. And, and so the right, we're left with like so desperate for just something, even if it's symbolic, even if it's not going to go anywhere, like the Mayorkas impeachment, right? It's probably going to die in the Senate. It's probably not going to go anywhere. But at least he's going to have to defend himself. At least he's going to have to actually be confronted with a you know, scandal that could end his career. So at least now he's on the back foot in some regard, in some way. And like, if that's all we get, I'm, I'm happy that we at least get that. I'm like, we're like starving people that are happy to get the dry old moldy crumbs uh, because at least it's something to eat. So, you know, it's a start, I guess, but then it feels so pathetic to, to accept this when in reality, a man who's let in tens of millions of illegal immigrants 
shouldn't just be impeached. The man should be charged with the RICO statute. I mean, how do we get to that next level of not just symbolic impeachments, but actually going after these people? I know you're kind of blackpilled, but is there any path forward, do you think? <laughs> well, I mean, I would hope someone would prosecute you know, him, but I think, I think he's just the face of the problem. I don't think he's the actual person pulling the strings behind it, as many of you guys already know. So while Republicans were cheerleading for his impeachment, I was like, yeah, this sounds great and all, and I'm sure a lot of you will fundraise off of this and try mm -hmm. to give voters an inch to be thrilled with. I, I don't think this is the, the, the moment where I could sit there and say, wow, they really did what they were supposed to do. It first off, and I don't even understand why they couldn't get done the first time, which is telling in itself. But I think I think it's a good first start. Um, you know, Mayorkas apparently did, according to reports, say that the person coming up behind him, if they do succeed at replacing him, uh, will probably be a lot worse. And right. I do fear that. I think they had somebody who's extremely radical coming in next. And so I was like, uh, maybe it's better that we just keep him in his place for now, just because you don't know who's coming in next. And they would really want to give the middle finger to the American people at this point. But I think that they need to prosecute him. They need to prosecute Joe Biden, because obviously he's well aware as to what's going on here in this country right now. And he's leading the efforts to to kind of overrun and to just completely disregard our immigration laws here in this country. You can't pick which laws you want to enforce. And I think that's critical here. You have to enforce our laws evenly, uh, fairly. And so when we're seeing him sit here and say, oh, if you guys just pass a bipartisan immigration bill, we'll make sure that we we control the border and we get, no, that's garbage. They're feeding it to you as garbage. And the Republicans who are sitting there and they're aligning themselves with it and saying, yeah, let's work together and let's link arms, garbage. They're literally just using it as a PR push to pretend like they're going to do something about it and so that their voting base doesn't get pissed off in November and take it out on them. I mean, I'm from New York and I don't live there now, obviously, but I still have family there and people who are Democrats are seeing the issue with illegal immigration firsthand and they're pissed off. They're angry. Uh, they used to be able to say when Donald Trump would speak out and say stuff about it, they used to be able to say that, oh, you know, he's he's a racist, he's this, he's that. But now they're seeing it firsthand. They're seeing their communities kind of just fall apart and they don't want any part in this. And so I think they're mm -hmm. fearful of, of it getting, you know, taking out the polls and a lot of the local elections are a little worried about that. So you see them pretending like they care, but they don't care. So I would like to see him being impeached. I would like to see Texas to step it up a couple of notches and uh, and kind of start going after them a little bit more aggressively. I, I know everyone's praising you know your governor in Texas, but I think he's he just started and it, this has been mm. going on for years now. And he should have been he should have been more aggressive about this from the very beginning, but he hasn't been. Exactly. And so yeah. I don't know. Well, it's it's, <laughs> well, it's it's the same as Mallorca's. It's like it's crumbs yeah. and we're starving. So we're like, thank you for the crumbs, sir. But please, we're starving still. Uh, and, and of course, yeah, it's too little, too late. I mean, maybe they impeach uh, Mallorca's. Maybe it goes on for a couple months. Maybe like, you know, by the time the election rolls around, he'll be out of office and some new extreme person uh, will come in after him. And it's not only that they're... I mean, and they're brilliant. I mean, they're they're so good at manipulating. They're just dumb as brick uh, followers, the Democrats, where they they put forward this bill and they go, see, now it's Republicans' fault that the border's open. So now all the people that are mad about the border being open in New York City, they have a reason in their own mind to blame the Republicans on it. So it's this is the problem with trying to deal with any of this is the American people as a whole are so easily manipulated uh, manipulated by the political class that. We can't get anything done, but I think, you know, as, as you said, I had the exact same thing. As soon as I heard my orcas being impeached, it was like, oh, good, but who's after him? But who's coming next? It's only going to be 
a worse person. But that's why you punish the person, right? That's why you make an example out of that person. So the person that comes after them goes, gee, if I do what that guy did, I'm going to go to jail and lose everything. So I better be on the straight and narrow here. And it's an arco tyranny. It would be better if there was just no laws. Instead, the selective application of laws, I mean, it's literally worse than anarchy. It's, it's anarcho tyranny. And, and that's really what we're, uh, what we're dealing with here. It, so again, I, you know, I'm with you sort of black pilled, not sure how we get to, to a level where people are being punished for this, but I think that's the solution. What's your take on that? Just the idea that whether it's COVID and, and Anthony Fauci and the gain of function research or the border or the you know, defunding the police. I think we have to actually be a little bit extreme here and punish these people severely. It doesn't matter if you're a billionaire. It doesn't matter if you're the CEO of a company. It doesn't matter if you're appointed to a position in the federal government. You should be stripped of everything. Shoved. It, it's kind of what the Chinese do. You can read stories in the Chinese where it's like they'll throw bil- billionaires in prison like that. They'll take somebody who was corrupt in the government and they'll go to jail for the rest of their life or, the, or they'll be executed by the state. And it's like, I don't want to be China, but at a certain point, you got to set an example so other people who come after don't just do the same thing, which is exactly what you're saying. It's a cycle that we're in right now. We got to break that cycle. Yeah, yeah. Well, now they know that the senile defense works. They might start taking that one up too if we start going after them. <laughs> so I know it's bad and it shouldn't oh, be the God. case, it's but it's so, so it's so awful. I mean, we literally had somebody who was storing classified documents in his garage behind a Corvette with his crackhead son running in and out of the garage and was likely selling state secrets. And so um, <laughs> uh, if we're going to start holding people accountable, probably should start there. That would yeah. be my my first go-to, but as many of us know, they will not. But, I mean, if if you had to kind of map it out on where it starts, oh, there it is, the legendary classified. And that's how, that's how fool, I mean, these people don't care. I mean, the fact that he did like a whole video shoot right there is, <laughs> I right. love this, <laughs> with important he's, documents. He's on, tape, he's on tape <laughs> saying the classified documents are in the basement or the classified documents are in the garage. So he's like, well, it's, it was, it was what my assistants were doing and I didn't have oversight. No, you, he knew, yeah, that's the thing. It's all so obvious. It's also right there. It's like, I feel like I'm banging my head against the wall, just trying to point out that the sky is blue and nobody believes me. It makes you feel insane, doesn't it, Brianna? It does. It does. That's why we're, we're labeled far right these days. I mean, I, I can't even, I always laugh. So coming from New York and, and now that like a lot of my New Yorker friends hear what I'm doing now and they read my reporting and stuff, they, they're like, what happened to you, Brianna? I'm like, well, if you start reading more and you start looking into things, you, you, you'll realize that what you're being told is, is a bunch of lies and you'll start getting really passionate about it too. And you'll start wanting to tell everyone about the lies that they're being fed and trying to call it out. And that's what everyone needs to start doing. You can't fear the labels anymore. You can't fear being called names. You have to go out there and and push for all of this and keep telling people the truth. Like right now we have the president of the United States, the real one, President Donald Trump, who is being persecuted because, I mean, he was the only one who had the, the right to have classified documents in his possession and to declassify them. And yet he's being prosecuted while these people, Vice President Mike Pence, all these people who didn't have the right to do it, held classified documents and there were no charges that were filed. So it tells you what kind of state we are in right now as a country. We have everyone gearing up and going after a legitimate president because they didn't like him. He said some Mm -hmm. mean things to them. He pissed them off. And so now they have to put him in prison for it. And then you have all these other people who are complying with their tyranny, with their corruption, and they're all getting let off. Uh, I think the best way to resolve this, you know, we had Jeff Clark on my show and we discussed going and competing in lawfare. And I think that's how, and I'm going to keep driving that point home, 
We need to get attorneys into positions of power where they're willing to go after these people and they're fearless because yes, well, they try to go after you, but they try, you know, raising questions with the bar and trying to go after your license of practice. Yes, they will, but you have to be fearless. You can't fear these people. You have to just go all in and go after them. And, you know, you don't have to be violent. There's ways to go about doing this without doing so. And they just need to engage. And that's the problem is Republicans don't want to engage. And we have a lot of people who like to, you know, pretend like they're going to, once they get to DC, they're going to push back. And then once they get there, they go silent. Uh, key point in all of that is, is Congressman Michael Gallagher. If you yep. guys recall, he was yep. one of the three who voted against initially the impeachment of Mayorkas. And the laughable part in all of this, and as you stated in the open, I worked for Fox Corp. So I was Maria Bartiromo's booking producer. And so I would book him and he wanted me to pass his phone number over to Maria because he wanted to start becoming a weekly talking head on her show to push forward the battle out with China. Like he wanted to battle it out with China on her show all the time because he hated China. He said he hated the CCP. He wanted to save America. And that was kind of his thing, which is something we could all agree with. But then all of a sudden, when he started elevating and moving up and becoming the chair of a subcommittee, that power to go after China kind of dwindled. And now he's not that rock star that he said he was going to be. He has kind of cowered out and he's done so by last year. He also uh, was supposed to appear at the World Economic Forum in Davos, the event, speak and be on a panel. And after I reached out to him aggressively, uh, this is a great clip to pull up. When I reached out to him aggressively, uh, his staff, they didn't respond. I have his number, so I texted him. And that's when all of a sudden the statement came out that he wasn't going to go anymore. Oh, wow. And so there's something, yeah, there's something very strange about him. He was going to go, wasn't going to go after I texted him. And so after he voted to impeach Mayorkas, I texted him about that too. I said, hey, Congressman, what does Mayorkas have to do to get your vote for impeachment at this point? Like sarcasm. And then all of a sudden, like everyone starts jumping on him and he didn't respond, of course. It's it's cowardice. You're exactly right. It's all fear. Uh, We'll be back on the other side with uh, Brianna Morello. Stay with us. Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story, a story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation, the root cause of countless ailments, quietly wreaking havoc over time. Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature, a remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. Recent studies have uncovered the extraordinary health benefits of curcuminoids, the active compounds in turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com, a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. But it doesn't stop there. Baudis incorporates a symphony of ingredients meticulously chosen to enhance the absorption of curcuminoids, ensuring your body reaps the full benefit. First on the stage, organic black pepper extract, nature's enhancer. It contains piperine, which studies suggest can boost curcumin absorption by up to 2,000%. A remarkable duo, working hand in hand to maximize the benefits of turmeric. The final crescendo, Bodies' core, 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. Once absorbed, curcuminoids unleash their anti-inflammatory magic, targeting the very pathways that fuel chronic inflammation. It's not just a supplement. It's a natural force working with your body to restore balance. You see, it's not just about what you take. It's about what your body can absorb. 
Now let me throw it over to a man who needs no introduction, Alex Jones. Body's ultimate turmeric formula is back in stock. Let me explain something. It's turmeric concentrate. It's 95% curcuminoid. We went to the top lab and said, what's the strongest you put out? They said like 87%. Most companies put out raw turmeric, it's 5%, 4%. This is 95% curcuminoid, okay? So this is like, I guess the example's like, instead of eating, you have to eat like, you know, 10 of those other pills just to get what is in one of these. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, InfoWarsStore.com. Bodies, an ally in the battle against inflammation. Visit InfoWarsStore.com now and seize the opportunity to take control of your health. Now you know the rest of the story. Until next time, good day. Good day, good day, good day, good day, good day. What do you think of this? <laughs> yeah, did you see the simulated combat on TV? Yeah, I watched it. A bunch of rich gladiators that could care less about me. Did you see it? Yeah, I'm empty too. Yeah, I did. I fill my head with facts and figures that don't matter instead of learning the political system and standing up for myself. Again, I'm not saying sports are bad in and of themselves if you're involved in it, but not when it's your whole focus. It's always the same. They're like androids. It's, they have like a little fake conversations. So, what do you think of the playoffs? What do you think of the weather? Oh, yeah. And you start bringing up, I don't know, uh, what do you think of uh, the surveillance grid going in? Have you heard about how they're listening to all of us without warrants? They're like, well, gee, buddy, what you bringing that up for? It's kind of weird. Well, it is weird they're doing it. It's very dangerous. Well, I don't care. I'm not involved in politics. I don't have to worry about that, Mac. Oh, really? They're putting the grid in place to rob you. While other networks lie to you about what's happening now, InfoWars tells you the truth about what's happening next. conversation into the caller's hands. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is The American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. Brianna Morello is my guest. She is the host of The Brianna Morello Show. You can find it on Rumble. You can also follow her on X at Brianna Morello or on her website, BriannaMorello.com. Formerly worked for Fox Corp. Uh, went Went solo when she refused to bow to the COVID fear-mongering. And that's sort of a, a theme that I completely agree with in this discussion. It's fear. It's all about fear. It's all about keeping you scared to speak up against them, scared to protest against them, scared to reject their poisonous shots. Fear is the mind killer. And that's really what it's all about. And in, that, in, in those terms, January 6th, is the most successful fear-mongering psyop the world has ever seen. I can't tell you how many times I've seen people say, oh, you're going to go protest? Well, remember January 6th, you're going to go to jail forever. We can't be scared to question our government. We can't be scared to petition against our government. We can't be scared to investigate what happened on January 6th. I know, Brianna, you're uh, really leading the charge on that. What is the latest with the January 6th uh, sc scandal, I don't know, the lawfare against <laughs> decent Americans? That's been justified, apparently, by January 6th. What, what's the latest, and, and what are you doing in this uh, movement? 
Yeah. So I've been following a lot of these J6ers stories and their process throughout, you know, having their trials and what happens afterwards. And there was a common theme among some of them. So those who are also veterans, they were having an issue. So prior to their trial, some of them, one of them mainly received a reduction in their benefits through the veteran affairs office. Now it was strange because they weren't convicted of anything. They didn't even have their day in court yet. And yet the VA was sending them letters multiple times saying that they were reducing their benefits. And as many of you guys know, we live in a country where you are innocent until proven guilty. And so that was concerning. And so I reached out to the VA on that front. But then I also reached out about another veteran who was a videographer that day. His name is J.D. Rivera. He was simply there filming that day. He was under the impression that he was going to use his footage for a local news station here in Florida. And so he was filming and he did go into the Capitol with the other protesters. Well, J.D. is a Christian conservative, and so ultimately he was charged, prosecuted, and he was uh, sadly sentenced to prison, so he did about six months in jail. And then J.D., when he got out, got a letter from the Department of Veteran Affairs telling him that he has had his benefits reduced. Now, the only catch to that is J.D. shouldn't have had his benefits reduced, and he— I should also keep in mind that there was a appeals process that he's going through, and so this came when he was going through his appeal. And— what the letter specifically said, it was that JD was convicted of felonies. Now, this is all public record. He was only convicted of misdemeanors. No felonies were in his convictions, or he wasn't even charged. He wasn't even charged with any felonies. And so ultimately the VA, he was trying to reach out, wasn't hearing back. And so I reached out to their media communications department on his behalf and the Ken Harrelson story that I told you earlier about him getting his benefits pulled before his trial. And the VA asked me for some information and then they just started ghosting me. And then JD got a letter in the mail and so did uh, Ken Harrelson's wife, Angel Harrison. And the letter said, whoops, we're sorry, we didn't mean to pull your benefits and we apologize and they reinstated them, which sounds wow. great. But after I ran the story, I got multiple phone calls from multiple J6ers who were also veterans and the same thing happened to them. And it was all around the same time. So I was deeply concerned. So as a journalist, you submit a FOIA request, which is a Freedom of Information Act. Uh, and I'm just looking for any communications regarding these individuals' names. And it was just a very vague uh, request. They contacted me back to the VA and asked me to be a little bit more specific. So I told them I wanted communications from anyone within their benefits department. And then the VA started ghosting me again. And I didn't hear back from them. So I gave them enough time to respond. Legally, they have 20 business days to respond. They chose not to. I reached out to them again. They chose not to respond again. And so last week, we filed a lawsuit against the VA. I'm going to go sue them, and we're suing them now. And they've just officially been served as of today. And they are going to have to respond and explain why they will not turn over these documents. I'm legally entitled to these documents. All the people listed in my FOIA requests have granted access for the public to also have access to their information as well. So there's really nothing that should be barring the VA from handing those in, from that information over. I want to physically see why this suddenly happened. They won't tell us. They'll tell you it's a mistake, blah, blah, blah. But th this doesn't seem like it's just a random mistake. It seems like people were being targeted. Ken Harrelson, by the way, I should also mention, the individual who had his benefits pulled prior to his trial is an oath keeper and he was one of the co-defendants in Stuart Rhodes case. And so this was all happening when this was going on. And when they're pulling away your finances, as many of you guys know, all these federal agencies are kind of going after you at once to kind of make you broke. So you can't fight your cases. So you have to take a plea deal. And so that's why I was deeply concerned by all of this. But again, it wasn't just Ken Harrelson. It wasn't just JD Rivera. There's a group of these individuals and uh, I will try my best to obtain the information. I've got a lawyer who is ready to go after them and get everything that we need. And it's not just going to stop there. You know, all these individuals were also put on watch lists. And so when they go to, air, they go on airplanes, you know, JD Rivera, for example, JD actually 
reached out to me and told me that he was going to go on a, on a flight. I asked him just to kind of record it as he does it. And so he, and I told him, send me his boarding pass. Cause I spoke into whistleblowers and whistleblowers have told me previously from federal agencies that Americans who were in the DC area on January 6th or around January 6th were all added to a watch list. And so it's a fly watch list where you're followed by us marshals and you uh, have to go through extra security measures and they follow you on your flight. They sit with you on your flight and you don't know that they're there. And then they follow you to your next, your next stop. And so I asked JD, do me a favor, JD, take a picture of your passport and send it to me when you get it. He wasn't allowed to have it electronically. He had to physically go to the airport to get it. Ultimately, he had the four S's in the corner of his boarding mm. pass, which means he is on the watch list. And we followed him throughout his time at the airport and he was followed. And again, I asked TSA, because it wasn't just JD, remind you, there's a lot of people on this watch list. Uh, according to Uncover DC, there was even an eight-week-old eight baby added to the watch list because her dad went to January 6th. He went to the rally. And so uh, we are probably going to have to file our lawsuit against TSA later this week because they will not hand over their documents regarding these individuals who were added to the watch list. Uh, and it's not just, like I mentioned, JD, James O'Keefe was actually added to the watch list as well, and he was not at January 6th. So I asked them again, for all documents with James O'Keefe's name in it, and they will not hand those over willingly. So that will likely result in another lawsuit. Good Lord. <laughs> I mean, the number of things you just laid out. Well, no, it's, <laughs> it's complete. I mean, the number, I'm just like trying to jot down, like, all right, they're violating the, the Fifth Amendment there. They're violating the Fourth Amendment there. They're violating uh, just everything. They just violate everything. They just run roughshod over any constitutional restrictions that they have. And it, it doesn't matter whether you are just a... a lowly blue collar worker that happens to be a veteran you i mean you'll be uh punished without ever being convicted of a crime it's the same thing they're doing to trump the highest level where they're kicking him off the ballot for insurrection despite him being charged with that during the impeachment and being acquitted of it they still punish him for it so just rule of law is dead at this point and uh, of course they they the surveillance they looked up everybody who had a transaction in their bank account that was Either they bought a Bible or they went to Brass po uh, Bass Pro Shop, they would be put on a list as well. So, I mean, this is just full scale suppression of American citizens, and they're scared of the veterans because uh, the veterans they've identified as a as a threat to them. It's just horrific. Who's helping you with this? I mean, how are you paying for this, or how are you uh, able to to file these FOIAs and and uh, launch these lawsuits? How can people support you? Well, thank you. I'm doing this strictly just me. And uh, if you'd like to, you can make a donation over at BrianaMorello.com. We do have a donation link set up over there. But I mean, for the legal fees itself, we're actually not asking for donations for that. It's mainly the manpower behind it because I'm going to start hiring people to go through all these documents. Because what happens when you piss off these agencies and you win, they send you thousands of pages of nonsense you don't need. So you need right. people on deck to sift through it with you. So that's what we're fundraising for. I'm not asking for legal fees because what I'm going to do is after we finish our lawsuit and after we win, because we will win, uh, we will force the government to pay up my legal fees. And so they will have to reimburse us for it. And, you know, we look forward to it because they can't they can't get away with this. You know, even I mean, I joke all the time and say I'm the queen of FOIA requests. I've got another one from the FBI. It's another example. I just recently got this one in the mail, too. And the FBI is refusing to hand over body cam footage. And I know they don't have it, but they won't admit it. So they're just keeping they keep telling me that there's uh, it's an ongoing investigation. And it's in right. regards to that Utah man who was gunned down at his house. Mm. Uh, and they don't want to show you any evidence or tell you or show you any like look of evidence. This guy was armed when they shot him. 
Um, so we're just going to keep fighting and the, we're going to keep going after them. The, the, guy, the guy in a wheelchair, the guy who could, who could barely move that they uh, just yeah. showed up at his house and killed him one day. BriannaMorello.com on X at Brianna Morello or The Brianna Morello Show on Rumble. Thank you so much for, uh, for joining us and keep up all of your hard work. It's, uh, it's a tough struggle, but we got to keep our head down and keep working. Thank you. Here is 2030. The World Economic Forum's agenda unfolds, ushering in an era where AI seeks to dominate. In this world of steel and algorithms, there's a ray of hope for humanity. It's bodies from InfoWarsStore.com. This revolutionary blend of ancient herbs and modern science stands as a symbol of resistance. It's not just about combating inflammation. It's about making your body feel invincible in the InfoWar. Visit InfoWarsStore.com and order yours before the sale is terminated. I was recently on the air in a two and a half plus hour interview with Elon Musk. And he was talking about the globalist plan to depopulate, destroy our families and destroy civilization. And I said, what do we call it, Elon? He said, I don't know. And I said, what about team humanity? What would you call the debate and discussion about a pro-human future, just team humanity? Yeah, team humanity, absolutely. He said, yeah, let's call it team humanity. Well, I had the idea then to make the shirt. We've got two different limited edition variants of it. Team Humanity. And it's got the image of the nuclear family. Team Humanity. Infowars.com. 1776. 1776 worldwide. On the back it says Team Humanity. This is a great conversation starter. It's a great way to discuss Team Humanity versus the globalists. We get obsessed with sports and all these different groups to distract and divert us and make us tribal. But aren't we really just humanity and a pro-human future versus the globalists and you will eat the bugs and their deindustrial program. You will eat the If you stand against the open borders, the end of sovereignty, and the transgenderism, and the new world order, and the technocracy, and, and hearing that the age of humanity is over, then you are on Team Humanity. Get the limited edition shirts now at InfoWarsStore.com. It's a great conversation starter. You'll have amazing things develop, I predict, if you wear it out in public. And it keeps the show on the air. It's a fundraiser. So the only way this fails is if you don't go to InfoWarsStore.com and get your Team Humanity shirt right now. And it's not the only limited edition shirt we just put out. We just put out one more. And that shirt is incredible. My own new design, a red, white, and blue Gadsden rattlesnake flag, 1776. It's got the InfoWars flag. It's got the American flag. It's got the establishment of InfoWars. This is a great shirt to identify yourself as a patriot with others and to link up with other folks and to let the leftist and the globalists know we're on the ground and we are powerful. So both the new 1776 Gadsden flag shirt and the two different variants of Team Humanity shirts, limited editions for a limited time at InfoWarsStore.com. You get the new 1776 Gadsden shirt, red, white, and blue, original design, and and get the new Team Humanity shirts. And I thank you all for your support because you are on Team Humanity. I'm not perfect. I'm under a lot of stress. But if I didn't have the supplements we have, we promote, I wouldn't be able to continue to be on air. And when you go to InfoWarsStore.com, you are funding the tip of the spear in the fight against the globalists in an operation that the enemy admits has been the most effective at exposing them. Because we're fearless and we don't back down. We got God on our side. But God needs to work through you. You've got to make the decision to get great products you already need at InfoWarsStore.com. And that is a 360 win. Nitric Boost, without me even knowing, became our number three bestseller. 
because people loved it so much. They had such great effects. Got all these natural compounds that clean out the blood, open up your arteries and veins and capillators, clean out your heart, your brain, everything. Well, we got an even better manufacturer. The other one was great, but one that's even better with even higher quality ingredients at a lower price. So I could never offer nitric boost because it costs us so much to make. And now we can offer it for 40% off. Infowarstore.com, nitric boost, finally back in stock. 40% off out of the gates. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure it's not a surprise to you. I'm sure it's not news to you if you're an InfoWars viewer, if you've found yourself here behind the iron curtain of censorship imposed upon us. Do you understand how so much of what we're dealing with is simply the choices being made by the people at the top? And so much of our issues boil down to, I guess, what you could call resource allocation. And this is where I think, you know, the Trumpian movement, we've got to take over the Republican Party. We've got to redefine what it means to be conservative. I'm not a fan of big government. I'm a fan of small government. I think people should be left alone for the most part. But at the same time, we have to recognize the threat that corporate powers pose to the freedom that we enjoy the liberty that's guaranteed us by the constitution, the way that the world government is being implemented, the way that the world economic forum as a managing superstructure over all these national governments works is they'll pass things through law. If they can, they'll get you to vote for something and they'll say, well, it's democracy. It's a mandate. We have to do this. But if you don't want it, they'll do it anyway. And if you can't pass the law, they'll do it through the corporations. They'll do it through market manipulation, or by simply like take meat for an example. They don't want you to eat meat for a variety of reasons. They claim it's because of climate change. In reality, it's because of health and the benefits of meat. And it's about, it's about a number of things. These people are anti-human and I think you probably understand that. But if they can pass a law, if they can get the government, and they do, if the government uh, you know, what they'll do is they'll get the government to agree, okay, we won't serve meat at any government institutions anymore. And they're already implementing this through the C40 uh, cities, you know, sustainable development goals where you've got cities in America saying, okay, now from now on at schools and at prisons and anywhere the government has a say, they're not serving meat or they're serving significantly less meat. They'll start serving bugs. So they'll implement it that way. But if they can't make a law to stop you from eating meat, well, nothing's stopping these people from doing what they are doing, which is buying up big cattle companies and culling the cows and shutting them down and turning over the fields to, you know, soy production. And so now meat is incredibly expensive. And we've got a story we'll get to where uh, the, you know, cattle production is hugely down year over year. And it's hardly sufficient to keep meat on, on the table. So if they can make a law, to get their way, they'll do that. If they can't make a law to get their way, they'll do it through the corporation. So at a certain point, small government, while a, a wonderful goal to have, there's something that's more important, and it's a government that actually serves the people. 
it, it would be pretty different if our tax burden was because we have the best roads and the best, like, like Owen was saying, the best airports and the best stadiums and uh, our streets were the safest and the cleanest because we paid high taxes. It's sort of the, the Italy versus Germany paradigm. If you talk to people from Italy or Germany, they pay about the same amount of taxes, but in Germany, the trains run on time and are clean and are efficient and nothing's broken. And in Italy, everything's broken because those same tax dollars that get collected don't actually go to the infrastructure. They go into the pockets of the corrupt uh, people in the government. So I'm less concerned. I would be happy to pay the amount of taxes I pay now if they were going to America. Instead, they go to people who despise us. They go to wars overseas. They go to dependents in America who just arrived yesterday and are receiving more money than our veterans or people who have lived here forever. The resource amount is less important than the resource allocation. And the resource allocation is being deliberately designed to eviscerate the middle class, destroy American sovereignty, and simply gut us for the benefit of everybody else. It's on purpose. It's by design. It's obvious. And one place where this is evident and apparent is, oh, you can look at, you know, the police in Florida spending a week to investigate the pride flag criminal while, you know, there's probably rape kits sitting on the untested on the shelf, you know, at the crime lab. And again, this is on purpose, and, and we'll go to a, a video here that really illustrates in, I think, a semi-sarcastic way, but in a very real and, and tangible way, the, how resource allocation, especially in the cities and the liberal cities like Portland, Oregon, are being deliberately designed to benefit the criminal class at the expense of the decent, tax-paying, law-abiding, God-fearing citizens. So this video is kind of funny. It's also kind of depressing because this is real. This does really happen. We covered the story last week of a neighborhood in Atlanta where 1,200 houses were being occupied by squatters. And when we talked about that, we actually had a caller call in to say that he had an issue with squatters because he was refurbishing a house and was trying to sell it. And when he showed up the day before he closed, he found a family already living there. He calls the cops. The cops come and say, there's nothing we can do about it. This is a civil matter. And so it was just interesting because that caller that we had basically explained exactly what you're about to see, but from the other perspective. So what you're about to see, I think, is a parody. It's kind of a joke in a lot of ways, but it's very real. It really does happen. And we've had callers called in who say they've, it's happened to them. So uh, let's go now to uh, this. Uh, it's a little life hack, how to get a free house in Oregon. Let's watch. This is how I got a free house in Portland, Oregon, and how you can too. So the first thing I did was find a vacant house that somebody was trying to rent. Next, I looked up how to break into a lockbox without using force. Thanks, YouTube. Next, I forged some documents. This made it look like I had a lease agreement, and I called the utility companies and had the utilities put in my name. I'm not going to pay them, but they don't know that. When the owner showed up, I politely explained that this was my house now, and they need to leave. So they call the police and I show them my lease agreement and the utility bills and they tell the owner that this is a civil matter and they've got to sue me. This made the owner super angry so she lawyers up and tries to evict me. Of course, I can't afford a lawyer so I call up a tenant advocacy group who gives me a lawyer that's 100% free and funded by taxpayers.
So my out-of-pocket is still $0. So this lawyer fights on my behalf for months and months, really driving the owner crazy and costing her tens of thousands of dollars. Finally, the owner decided it would be cheaper to just give me a chunk of cash to leave rather than continue paying the lawyer. So she writes me a check for 10K and I move out. I didn't even have to clean the place up, and that's a good thing because I do a lot of drugs and the house looks every bit of it. Still no thank you note for aerating the walls, but whatever. So I just got nine months of free rent in a house that otherwise would have cost me three grand a month, plus a nice cash for keys check. And I wasn't even charged with anything. I always thought that stealing was wrong, but it turns out if you steal a house, it's not even against the law here. So this couldn't have worked out any better. Thanks, Portland. So again, obviously there's, there's a bit of a parody there where you're saying he does drugs, like he didn't actually, but this does actually happen. And we had a caller who pretty much literally experienced this exact thing as a landlord. Went to a house, found occupiers sitting there, called the cops. The cops said there's nothing they could do. And that guy who called in, he literally said, I tried to offer them money. I tried to bribe them to leave. And those people rejected it. Eventually he got him out. But this is a very real thing. And, you know, one of the most important things in there is that there's actually NGO groups funded by our tax dollars, which I think would make them government organizations, not non-government organizations. There's a very obscure delineation between organizations that are government organizations and organizations that are non-government organizations that get all of their money from taxpayers. Uh, it's a little bit bizarre how that works, but you've got these tenant rights organizations that will provide lawyers for people who aren't tenants and don't deserve support. Just like you've got NGOs that are funding the illegal immigrants, asylum seeking refugees that aren't asylum seekers and don't deserve refugee status. It's all so utterly backwards and, and a lot of it is about uh, resource allocation hey speaking of resource allocation where are you allocating your resources infowarsstore.com is the only way that we get funding it's the only way that we stay on the air as i'm heard, i'm sure you've heard alex say during the commercial breaks about one percent of our viewers actually go to infowars store to buy products and i get it if you aren't into supplements you you know you get this information for free so you know why should you support us well, because we won't be here if you don't, and because you probably buy something that we have at InfoWars Store, you just buy it from a globalist organization that is using your money to fund the things that are destroying you. So if you buy vitamins, if you buy supplements of any sort, if you buy water filters or just survival gear, books, DVDs, if you buy things from big box stores, you're filling the coffers of your enemy. Why not fill the coffers of your friends, people like InfoWars who are doing everything we possibly can to rescue America and preserve the historical freedoms that our country was always founded on. Just instead of instead of getting a toothbrush at wherever, get it from InfoWars. Instead of getting toothpaste from wherever, get it at InfoWars. Instead of buying sugary energy drinks, go get TurboForce for 40% off. The supplements are incredible, but even if you're not into supplements, you can at least get vitamins and minerals. You at least need those, right? InfoWarsStore.com, resource allocation with the good guys. InfoWarsStore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, sold out for five months. The number one strongest turmeric in the world. Bodies, ultimate turmeric formula is back in stock. It's turmeric concentrate. It's 95% curcuminoid. We went to the top lab and said, what's the strongest you put out? They said like 87%. Most companies put out raw turmeric, it's 5%, 4%. This is 95% curcuminoid, okay? So this is like, I guess the example's like, instead of eating, you have to eat like 
you have 10 of those other pills just to get what is in one of these. And it's got some other key ingredients in it that the experts say helps upload the turmeric. It's anti-inflammatory. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, Body's ultimate turmeric formula, InfoWarsStore.com. The all-time fan classic Bodies, 40% off, back in stock. And even made stronger, new and improved, and we got it with a bigger manufacturer, so we can discount it too. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We have Nitric Boost. It cleans out the blood, the heart, goes out with spike proteins, everything. Dr. Mikovich is talking about this for 40% off as well. And this is selling out, but despite that, it's still 30% off. It's next level foundational energy, the methylfolate, the key compound of other ingredients that clean out your cells and that are the main energy source. Popeye takes spinach. That's why it's so strong. What's in that? Folic acid. This is the breakdown concentrate of folic acid after the cells break it down. So this just goes right in there like nitrous oxide in, in, in a race car, okay? So you go from 800 horsepower to 1500 horsepower when you turn on the nitrous. I can't even take this, okay? Okay, I turn into a psychotic goblin, okay? okay but I'm just telling you right now, you want next level foundational energy, get it, infowarstore.com.